You're listening to The Humaning Podcast with real conversations as we call bullshit on everything capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy culture has duped us into believing about self-care, mental health, fitness, wellness, and all things life. I am Steph Galante, and I created this show to support badass people doing solidarity work in pursuit of disrupting these systems in their lives and communities. Together, we'll discuss how systems of oppression are keeping us unwell and disconnected from ourselves and each other, and how to best support you in creating more aligned self-care practices that will help you human more easily. It's the shit we need to talk about. Hey there. I'm so glad you're here. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. And if you've been around here for a bit, know that I am always grateful to be in the ether with you when you have the chance to connect with me here. We've been having some pretty real conversations all year. I cannot believe that the podcast is almost a year old and this week is no different. We're still having some tough conversations. And I don't know about you, but even though we've been having real and vulnerable and uncomfortable and sometimes difficult conversations all year, for me, the last couple of weeks have felt all of that even more so. And yet, as Michelle Cassandra Johnson says so wisely, we've got to do it anyway. It's hard and we've got to do it anyway. So here we go. Last week, we talked about tips for digesting our current world. And that conversation centered on Ayurveda's ancient wisdom that I offered in a way that I hope made it more accessible to you for life as it is now, right? Given current times amidst all that's been going on in our communities, in our state, you know, our different states, our different countries and the world as long as along with you know, what's going on in our own personal lives. And this week, we're going to take this conversation, same level in terms of, fuck, it's collective overwhelm. And when we are experiencing collective overwhelm, when we are experiencing exhaustion and injustice, we have to leverage rest and taking it easy to cope to be in it all, and to move through it. And when I say move through it, I mean like (laughs) actively one foot in front of the other or actively standing still. Like whatever it is that you're doing (laughs) in your life to just move from one day to the next is what I'm talking about. Yes, also move through it as in like hopefully – I don't know, what, whatever it takes, whatever you're dealing with, whatever it is, whether it is, you know, what it takes to show up in the face of injustice, whatever, whatever those actions are, whatever hardship you're going through, whatever stress there is, right? Like, so that you can put one foot in front of the other or stand still or curl up in a ball and eventually make your way through day after day. And eventually, eventually down the road, you know, onto the other side. Beyond navigating current events, taking it easy and resting are essential 
when we are managing everyday stress, when we are going through personal times that are tough. And simply just living every day in capitalism and a culture based on white supremacy, especially for those of you who live in the United States. And that goes for those of you who are in white bodies and obviously for those of us who are of the global majority, we know that. But I want to remind you, just in case you forgot for a moment. And that's the real real. There's no, like there's just no way around it. Now, I have to also say that I'm not saying that taking it easy and resting and getting better sleep is going to make witnessing one horror after another any easier or that it's going to make a significant impact on our collective overwhelm. I'm not going to say either one of those things because I'm not saying either one of those things. But also, that's not a reason to not do these things. What I am saying is that rest, taking it easy, getting better sleep is necessary for us to witness, process, like witness whatever we are witnessing, process and and digest what we can, and keep going in the fight for justice and through everyday life. Because the reality is capitalism. You've got to pay your bills. You might be responsible for the care of some people or animals. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but the world keeps turning it and we've got to keep showing up to those who we are responsible for, to our responsibilities in some way, shape, or form. And things may shift and change, of course, and we'll talk about that. Now, with fall being nature's natural downshift, the season is nature's downshift, we are offered an incredibly beautiful gift of the transition towards rest and taking it easy, being modeled for us outside our door. And that's with the sun setting earlier and earlier, the temperatures cooling, vegetation and wildlife preparing for dormancy. And a note about the sun setting earlier this past weekend, if you're listening to this the week this airs, in most states of the United States, daylight savings time ended. So our clocks moved back an hour, giving us an earlier sunset and essentially more, you know, moving towards, uh, you know, more, more dark hours. And I know for some, including myself, it can be a tough transition, um, this changing of the clocks. You're and obviously what comes with it, right? And, you know, your body's clock might feel off. My eating schedule feels off. It felt off a lot, obviously, Sunday. Um, There might be some sadness that creeps in or a lot. I mean, no judgment, right? You know, as the hours of darkness steadily increase. Um, You know, everybody's reasons for how they might feel off or struggle through this transition, it, it could be different. For me, I really love the sun. I love spending time in the sunlight. So historically, I didn't really ever enjoy the clocks falling back. If your body is feeling off, be kind to it and know that it can take sometimes three weeks or more for your body to acclimate to this changing of the clocks. And I also want to note that over the last few years, as I started to make some shifts within my daily rhythm to align with nature's rhythm of the day, 
And also in embracing nature's seasonal changes and seasonal schedule, I have found myself not struggling so much or as much, I shouldn't say so much, but as much with the shorter days this time of year. And surprisingly, (laughs) I have really begun to understand the importance of this downshift in speed and downshift in light. Now, I'm not saying at all that this was an easy transition for me, you know, to get to this place where it doesn't affect me so much because it wasn't. And there still is some resistance. And here's why. We resist the downshift of fall because capitalism and white supremacy culture have brainwashed us. Yes, I said it. Brainwashed us into believing that we've got to keep pushing and producing at all costs. And I know that's a mindfuck because of the fact that we are at the mercy of capitalism. We have to pay our bills. We have to work. We have to continue showing up in our work, to our work, whether you own your own business or work for someone else's. And also this time of year, the commercialization of all the holidays, also different functions, whether it's for kids' school or within your own workplace or your community, it's all so much. And the reality is collectively we are struggling right now. We have been struggling and it is not our fault. I say it as if I'm a broken record, but I say it to remind you we are experiencing one awful thing after another. And sometimes we don't even have time to acknowledge the new thing that has happened. We don't have the chance to process it or properly grieve one thing before the next. And it's to the point where we are not just experiencing one thing after another, but on top of another, on top of the another, on top of all the others and all the rest. And, and some of this remains unprocessed or not fully processed within us. And in order to pull ourselves up despite the overwhelm, in order to keep showing up to ourselves, our work, to the fight for justice in spite of the overwhelm, we have got to leverage rest, sleep, and ease, and dare I say it, joy as we recently discussed in episode 39. Now I know when we, some of us, consider activities or way of being that's more relaxing or leisurely or at ease, it is easier said than done. But I want to remind you that there is no one right way to rest, to be at ease, to be leisurely, to to sleep, There's no one perfect way either. It is an individual process. And remember, we, many of us are walking around in different states of dysregulation. And I am not at all saying that, you know, if you just take it easy, if you just rest a little bit more, if you just get better sleep, that you'll be able to regulate your system out of all this fuckery. I'm not saying that. But we do, what we can do is going to make a difference for us so that maybe we could be just a little bit more regulated or just a little bit more careful or just a little bit more resourced all the way down to a cellular level. And that's how we have to meet ourselves. 
with these potent practices that might not seem like much, but damn it, are they oh, just so awesome. Now, I know that when we talk about getting better sleep, that many of you want this, but the thing is like we don't always <laughs> do what we need to for us to have the sleep we want. And again, that might be because of the systems. That might be for so many reasons, right? I'm going to offer a little bit of tough love and also hopefully some access points for you. Because if you are feeling like you need to tend to yourself in this area of your life, you know I'm always here for that, for however you can meet yourself. Now, Coming back to taking it easy, we're going to be talking about a variety of things. Remember, this is not an exhaustive list and this is not either, nor is it your list of to-dos at all. So remember that. The first thing is hobbies. Please, if you are not doing this, please start doing things that you enjoy simply for the pleasure you get from doing it. Remember, you have nothing to earn, (laughs) right? Just do it because you get fucking pleasure from it. And that could be anything. It could be literally anything, sex included. It could be anything that brings you pleasure. We often associate pleasure with sexual acts, but it doesn't have to be that. Like pleasure, you could get pleasure from whatever, anything, right? Like pleasure doesn't always have to be in the context of sex or anything having to do with intimacy, right? Allowing yourself time to do what brings you joy is essential. So please do it and fuck the guilt all the way out of here. You knew I was going to say that, right? The next thing, quiet time. And quiet time can be with yourself or with others. Quiet time also does not have to mean that your body has to be still. You could be quiet walking, driving, cooking, cleaning, whatever. You could also sit in silence or where it's quiet. Maybe it's just nature sounds, right? There really are so many options. Quiet time is so important because we are currently being bombarded by so much while living in a sensory overloaded culture and our brain and system need time to literally not be so bombarded all of the time. And I know that quiet time can be super uncomfortable because for some of us, that is when our mind races the most, the volume of your thoughts are highest and loudest, the loop is faster of your thoughts. And I know that because it used to be the same way for me. And when I am not actively spending quiet time, that stuff just reappears. And it's quite common, right? Because we are carrying so much. But I encourage you to lean into support. Ask for support where you need it to allow this time for yourself and continue to find ways to help yourself here because it is of the essence. And remember, it doesn't have to be for 30 minutes, 30 seconds of quiet. Oh my gosh, it's everything. The next offering of taking it easy is time to yourself. I know if you are a parent, if you are a caregiver, if you have a million responsibilities daily, it can feel like an impossibility. I know that. And you need and deserve time to yourself where you get to do what you want and not share that time with others. 
And also, you can choose to do what you want to do even with your partner and your children or whomever it is with zero explanation, shame, or earning about it. Honoring your needs and wants is so important, whether you are in a group of others or spending time by yourself. And remember, cultivating a main, and maintaining a loving relationship with yourself is just as important. And I'll, I'll, listen, I'm about to say it, is maybe even more important than any other relationship that you have with someone else. And when you begin to really, and I'm not saying, oh, you know, like self-care is self-love and that's it. Yet it is true, right? Self-care is self-love. But remember, if we're doing self-care, but then guilting, shaming, judging, right? That's, you know, kind of defeating the purpose. And so when you truly cultivate a loving relationship with yourself, It will help you to create and enforce boundaries, both with what does not serve you and with what does, so you can say yes more. You can say no and not feel guilty about it, or at least not so much anymore. Alrighty, next option, taking it easy, spend time in nature. Whenever, wherever it is safe for you to do so, experience it all, the sights, the sounds, the smells, the energy, right? Maybe without your phone or like in your phone in your pocket, maybe not with, with like listening to music, maybe not having a conversation, right? We are nature connecting with it, just standing maybe in the sun for a few moments can soothe you, soften rough edges, create a like space within our being. I'm really not exaggerating. There's research out there that shows this, right? That, that what, nature can do for our brain and our being. And oftentimes it creates a spaciousness within us to begin to problem solve. Sometimes the answers we were looking for comes to us when we are quiet in nature. Uh, we begin to think a little bit more, a little bit differently than we had been. Um, we can, you know, figure out alternatives to things. Sometimes some of us become more creative. In this time of year in the fall, enjoy nature during warmer hours. And if it's cold, cool, or windy, cover your ears and head for protection. And on any days where you might be feeling stuck or sluggish, standing outside in the airy fall can be particularly uplifting. So keep that in mind. Something else that people find to be easeful or ease-inducing is using essential oils. If that's your jam, the fall is a great time to use warming oils, including these, but not limited to. These are just a few vetiver, uh, cardamom, cinnamon, and citrus like orange or lemon. Now, if you've been around the show for a while, you know that I talk often about the seven types of rest. And I have mentioned quite a few times over um, you know, the last 11 months of this show, the R practices. Now, the R practices are basically the way I have categorized five different practices we need for <clears throat> doing these five things. Releasing tension, which stimulates the release of toxins and tightness within your body. Relaxing, right? Doing something that's enjoyable or something that doesn't require much effort. Resting, allowing yourself to reduce sim- stimulation regenerating to repair damaged tissue and promote healing and then rejuvenating that's repairing damage damaged tissue sorry and also restoring it 
you might say, okay, regenerating and rejuvenating sound kind of similar. They are sometimes. And so here are some practices within each category for releasing tension, um, you know, for rejuvenating, you know, restoring tissue. You might do mobility exercises. You might take a walk. You might stretch. You might do some sort of self-massage. Yoga nidra is wonderful here um, for relaxing things you enjoy, things that don't take much effort. That might be watching TV, listening to music, reading for leisure. It might be coloring, painting. I mean, any other, you know, creative thing or something that allows you to, you know, not necessarily think, but, you know, you're making something or bringing something to life. It doesn't always have to be art. Um, a hobby that's not strenuous, and also your evening wind-down practices, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Something that's regenerative. Regenerative, remember that we're repairing damaged tissue, but also promoting healing within the body. Being quiet, (laughs) purposely sedentary sometimes, especially if you're always on your feet on the go. Perhaps a nap. Um, Shavasana at the end of yoga classes is wonderful for this. Also 61 points meditation, restorative yoga, um, and also really, um, you know, breathing meditation can be so supportive. So just, you know, some ideas, um, that's not, you know, an exhaustive list or, you know, like the be all end all, but I wanted to offer some things, you know, it's easy for me to say, oh, well, make sure you're releasing tension, make sure you're rejuvenating your tissues and cells. Um, but that doesn't tell you much. (laughs) So hope you find that, um, helpful. And you might notice that I didn't talk about rest. Well, here we go. Remembering that rest isn't always sleep. It's not always napping. It's not always sitting still. Rest can be physical rest. It can be mental, sensory rest, creative rest, emotional rest, social rest, spiritual rest. Now, here's the thing. You might find that a practice is restful in one way, but might be regenerative or rejuvenating in another And so, you know, think very loosely about this. You may find that some practices fit in multiple categories. That's fine. That's totally fine. What I encourage you to do is, especially if you've been around the show before and we've talked about this before, I encourage you to consider this season, how you experience this season, how you are experiencing life right now, and also If you've been around the show before, we've talked about like what kind of time do you have? What is realistic given your time, your energy, the type of energy present for you, your access to resources and support, right? So rather than just thinking about always physical rest looks like this, always mental rest looks like this, it's like, no, 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 what's right now? Like what's present for me right now and what would be supportive right now for me? Let me know if you've got questions on that. I am always here for it, right? Reach out in however it is that that we connect. And if you have never connected with me outside of this, you know, podcast, please feel free to reach out. Now, when it comes to abundant and restful sleep, we're going to be talking about a few things that are helpful, but some of them we've already talked about in previous episodes, so I'm not going to spend much time on it today. Powering down, evening rituals, sleep, these are the main factors in getting abundant and restful sleep. But we've already talked about daily rhythm, which you'd be surprised, you know, 
this is another factor in getting good sleep. Why? Because when we are rushing through our day, sometimes we're too frazzled at the end of the day, especially if we go we're go go going all the way up till the end of end of you know when we need to sleep. So daily rhythm in episode 40 important. Go back to that if you haven't listened. Also, slowing your roll, pausing through the day. We talked about in episode 41 last week, so definitely check that out. Another big factor in abundant and restful sleep that we've already talked about is your morning routine and the way that your support starts from the very beginning of the day. That's also covered in episode 40. And a morning routine is huge. It sets the tone for the day. It's a great support for you. allows for steadiness and calmness if that's what you need or uplifting if that's what you need. Um, and remember, if you right now are craving more peace, more ease, maybe even control, the elusive control, the morning routine is a really great place to start. And no matter how short or simple the routine or rituals are, it's truly one of the greatest supports you can have in place. Remember that a morning routine is going to connect you to practices that you can come back to later on, right? And it's more likely if you are starting your day this way with self-love that you're going to come back to self-love throughout the day, especially when you're faced with challenges. And it's going to kind of give you an anchor to which you can come back to if the day goes awry or if you get sidetracked from doing anything for yourself. And it's going to help you to support your nervous system you know, when either you or the world is losing its shit or continues to lose its shit. I really promise that. And remember that just because we're using the word routine doesn't mean that your rituals have to be the same every day. They can shift, they can change based on your needs and responsibilities, and that is okay. Now, in episode 41 last week, we talked about powering down as literally like your powering down process, slowly decreasing your speed and intensity. You can look at this like your cool down from a workout or the descent process that a plane goes through to prepare to land. This all happens gradually over a long period of time. And that's exactly what you want to do each day. Now, each day may look a little different. Traditionally, powering down happens between 6 and 10 p.m. in the evening. Um, We're leveraging the dominance of kapha energy, right? That's that slow moving, calm, peaceful vibe. And this is a great time to prepare for the next day. Do your taking it easy practices, some of them, not all of them, right? Um, And then some self-love activities before bed, right? So go back to episode 41 um, if you need some ideas or need a refresher. Now, remember, I know that life is so overwhelming right now. You've got the world. You've got your responsibilities, you know, whomever it is that you live with, I it, it the evening in our house is wild. It's wild. Um, and, and for me, that's why slowing down throughout the day is really important because if I just bulldoze through the day, sometimes I get really shit sleep. Even if I'm exhausted by the end of the day, it's not good sleep. Um, sometimes I'm so wired that it's not good sleep. Um, And so what I try to do is soften my intensity. Like even if I'm getting food on the table, um, even if I'm getting the kids to practice, even if I'm working in the evening, I try to soften my intensity when I'm doing these things. You know, not trying to not, not to rush, 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 trying not to release my grip, soften my jaw, relax my shoulders, soften my eyes even, right? Like trying not to be harsh, 
but centering softness a little bit, even when I'm going and doing. And that really has been a game changer for me, right? You don't always have the space and time to do what you want to do leisurely. And the reality is sometimes we just got to go and do, right? So for me, for my sanity, softening has been really helpful. Now, some of your evening rituals or before your bed, like before bed rituals might include downloading the day into your journal or a conversation with a trusted loved one, meditation, breathing, could be some gentle stretching or restorative yoga, perhaps a self-massage. Let me tell you, these last couple of weeks, I have been doing self-massage every single day. Sometimes it is literally just taking um, oil onto my hands and rubbing it on my body, not in like a massage, massage way, but like just the touch of my hand with this oil. It has been amazing. And the nights I don't do it, I notice a difference in my sleep. Also in the fall, steam baths, humidifiers, they preserve internal moisture. So that's going to be a really helpful thing for you to do if you have access. Now in the fall, it's ideal to be asleep somewhere between 10 and 11 p.m. most days to avoid an overstimulated mind. For those of you who are feeling excess of vata energy, if you are naturally vata dominant, you know, the air and ether, changeable, mobile, flexible, creative energy, I'm talking to you especially. Of course, there's flexibility here as needed for special circumstances, but the key is not to stay up to all hours of the night every night so that you don't interrupt essential digestion, regeneration, and rejuvenation that happens only overnight when you sleep. And if you are sleep staying up late at night, be sure to create some space for in the next day for you to be gentle with yourself because you might need that. And then hopefully get back into the rhythm of your normal sleep schedule that next night or the night after. Now, if you are feeling these days like the overwhelm that I keep talking about, you know, is really fucking with your sleep. If it's hard to get to sleep, if you're feeling like you're just not getting good sleep, if you're feeling like you're hitting the wall between 2 and 3 p.m., be sure to examine the pace of your day the amount of responsibilities you've got on your plate, and the caliber of production you expect from yourself. Friend, these are desperate times. You have to adjust the pace of your day where you can, or at least soften your intensity like I was talking about earlier. You have to adjust your responsibilities where you can. Delegate or delay where you can. And also when it comes to the quality of your work, I'm not telling you to phone it in, although I will say, I will not say, that that's a bad thing. I am not saying phoning it in is a bad thing because sometimes it is necessary. And I do encourage you to revise what you expect of yourself given your circumstances. If I know anything about you, you are a high achiever and your five out of 10 is someone else's eight or nine out of 10 easy. So allow yourself some grace. And if you get nothing else from this episode, let it be this. Please stop making yourself out to be wrong, bad, lazy, not in it enough or any other bullshit for wanting, needing, or doing rest or taking it easy, period. Rest is literally a four-letter word, but it is not that kind of four-letter word, so let's stop treating it like that. 
Friend, rest is resistance. Rest is necessary. Rest is your damn divine human right. It is what your ancestors worked so hard for. It is what your friends, family, clients, coworkers, your community, all those who are more oppressed than you, those who are facing unspeakable danger, need you to do so that you can keep showing up for them in a clear, resourced, regulated, and sustainable manner. Friend, sit with what's coming up for you, right? You might be feeling anxious to like start doing all the take it easy things, maybe overwhelmed and even paralyzed by all the things I offered. And remember, as I said last week, you might be noticing you want to focus on a few or or maybe all the things. But remember, it's not about quantity, but quality. So feel free to just let the tendency to do all the things all the way go. That's conditioning from dominant culture. As always, my encouragement is to start really small with one thing, with one step that's flexible based on your time and energy. And remember that you can talk through some of this in real time with me. We can schedule a release the pressure call on Zoom to discuss what you're experiencing and how you want to feel as you move through life this week, next week, these, this next month. I'll offer clarity as and validation, honestly, as, as we talk and also customize support based on you and what you are experiencing. And I'll offer you some simple shifts that you can begin to consider that are flexible based on your time and energy and what you say you want to do for yourself. Remember the way that I work, it's not rigid. There are no shoulds or judgment. So I encourage you, right? If you're like, damn, I just need to take the edge off a little bit. I encourage you, Come in and let's have a conversation. You can go to stephgalante.com slash call for the link to book, the pricing and everything. I've included the link to the show notes. Remember, you just do not have to do this all on your own. As always, my friend, before we leave one another, I'll offer you some wrap-up considerations. How can you use these teachings or what comes up for you to human more easily? And also to support and uplift those in your community, especially for those who hold different identities or are more marginalized than your own. How can you use it to connect more authentically and deeply to your community, to begin to move toward mass mutual reliance and away from Western culture's individualistic society? Until next time, my friend, please be kind and gentle to yourself, just as you would to those who are most precious to you, whether that's a human or an animal baby or a plant. I always love to hear from you. Please reach out. Let me know what's resonating. And if there's something that you need me to address in the next couple of weeks, drop it to me. Please let me know. I want to talk about what you need to hear. If you've been loving the show, please share it with your nearest and dearest. And I would love it if you'd leave a review or a rating. My friend, remember you are a badass and you are enough. Now go be your favorite self and be well. Humaning is a production of Steph Galante Self-Care, LLC. The show is produced by me, Steph Galante. You can find blog posts of some of the episodes on the episode page at stephgalante.com slash podcast, along with the transcript of today's episode and any other resources I shared today. If you're ready to create more aligned practices for yourself, head to stephgalante.com to learn more about creating a personalized self-care plan within the Holistic Self-Care Collective and coaching with me. You are a badass and you are enough. See you next time. Be well.